0: Welcome to Young Adult at Heart, great YA reads for all ages. Part of the Camden County Library Family of Podcasts. I'm Kristen, and with me today is Stephanie, and we are going to be presenting uh, "What Girls Are Made Of" by Elena. Elena.
1: I'm going go with Elena. Alana, feel, I'm Elena. Alana. I'm feeling Elena. Elena.
0: Elena I... K. Arnold. Um, today's book was chosen by Stephanie. And this is her second time podcasting with us. So welcome back. Thank Yay. you. I'm so glad to be here. So in case our listeners don't remember who you are, do you want to introduce yourself again? Yes, I will reintroduce
1: myself. So Excellent. Stephanie from the Gloucester Downship Library in
0: Blackwood. I am the teen librarian over there. Excellent. That about wraps it up. Easy. It's easy. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the podcast again. Thank um you. Yeah, like I said mentioned dust. Uh, Steph picked this book and it was awesome.
1: <laughs> and I picked it not knowing if it would be awesome or not. I turned around, I had a new bookshelf, and I looked and thought, What looks good? Not too long, but is pretty new to the collection. And this one stood out. It's only two hundred pages. I don't read quickly.
0: Well and as uh, Steph pointed out. There that's was a how lot. I picked it. There was a lot in that two hundred pages, so <laughs> there is meaty I am going to give us a summary of the book by reading the inside jacket which is my new favorite thing to do so here we go this is not a story of sugar and spice and everything nice when Nina Faye was 14 her mother told her there was no such thing as unconditional love Nina believed her now Nina is 16 and she'll do anything for the boy she loves just to prove she's worthy of him but when he breaks up with her Nina is lost what is she if not a girlfriend what is she made of? Broken hearted, Nina tries to figure out what the conditions of love are. She's been volunteering at a high school animal shelter where she realizes that for dogs waiting to be adopted, love comes only to those with youth, symmetry and quietness. She also ruminates on the strange dark time her mother took her to Italy to see statues of saints who endured unspeakable torture because of their unquestioning devotion to the divine. Is this what love is? Raw, compelling, and unflinching, Elena K. Arnold's newest novel explores the darkest crevices of femaleness. What girls are made of might just surprise you. And it did. It surprised me too. So I'd like to start by saying that this book has no whimsy. There is no magic, no whimsy, no poetry to this book. Barely even humor. This is raw? Very raw and gritty and messy and honestly I can't believe it hasn't been challenged yet by a parent maybe doing this podcast will will open those doors <laughs> to we a challenge will have <laughs> quite a few challenges on our hands so I've been reading young adult books for about 10 years now because young adult really wasn't a thing when we were teenagers right? Well, Not at all unless you count Sweet Valley BC High
1: Andrews maybe yeah. But that's more addict. adult, even yes. though it was like only checked out by teenagers. Yes,
0: there were no teen books. So yeah. I started reading teen books in like 2007, 2006, 2007. Um, and I would have to say that of all of the teen books I have read, this is the most explicit mm-hmm. book in regards to sex mm-hmm. <laughs> that I've ever read in the teen book. Um, there is one other book I can think of that was also explicit, um, but not quite like this. It's, oh, um, goodness, I forget the author's name. Poison Princess was the name of one of the books. It's the Arcana series. But this author also writes adult <gasps> romance novels. And then she started writing young adult, oh, interesting, um, dystopian, end of the world novels. And, you know, there's the love triangle thing because it's young adult and there there's there's a love scene in the second book and it was it was pretty graphic like a romance novel like usually right. they're not that graphic <laughs> and right. this was like oh my goodness gracious um <laughs> th- but girls are me to blew that one away <laughs> <laughs> so um <laughs> that is my <laughs> i guess that's my my trigger warning for this podcast yeah. if um you don't like things that are explicit you will probably not like this book very
1: explicit in many ways not not just sex um that obviously is at the forefront, but there's also um, other issues that are tackled that are very specific, um, which we'll get to. I think as far as, like, like books that touch on sex from the YA collection, there was this one called The Awesome. I don't Did you ever I read I never that? read it, no. Yeah, it, um, it was about, <laughs> like, a girl who her and her family are, like, monster hunters. Oh. And... The girl really wants to start hunting vampires but they can smell virgin. Oh so they she can't start hunting them until she loses her virginity. So the entire book is about her trying to lose her virginity and it does get a bit graphic. It's funny though. Okay um, whereas this one is far more serious but as far as what I've read uh, that's explicit in YA that that one comes to mind. Okay. Yeah. That was your explicit read. that was my yeah. <laughs> I don't read a lot of romance and I don't necessarily love reading explicit sex scenes. Yes. So it's uh it was interesting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when we were we were talking a little bit before the podcast and I had mentioned when I was a teenager, I read a lot of my mom's 70s romance novels that I had found. Um because there weren't YA books and I've always liked romance novels. And one of the books I found was Fear of Flying, and the whole premise of the book is it's a woman who's unhappy in her marriage, and she fantasizes about what it'd be like to have an, a nameless affair, like a quick nameless affair. And I remember reading that at like 16 years old and being so like devastated, because <laughs> like you, you grow up with... Disney, and romantic ideas of love and relationships, and that was so real, especially as an adult. Like looking back, mm-hmm. it was so realistic. What Girls Are Made Of felt like Fear of Flying.
1: Gotcha. Who is that by? Fear of Flying. Erica John? Oh,
0: okay. I believe. I will have to look it up. <laughs> it's, it's been. Did your mom know you were reading her book? I don't think so. Interesting. Yeah, they um, they, they were actually when I there was when I was younger, they were pretty strict on what I could read, but. <laughs> Little did they know. Yeah, as, as we all know, we can always find <laughs> what we want. Um. Yeah, so <laughs> I feel like if you're gonna give teenage girls Twilight in the unrealistic list, unrealisticness that's Edward holding uh-huh. Bella while she sleeps, you should also give her what girls are made of. It's a good balance. <laughs> It'll really balance out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess
1: we'll just keep diving in let's dive into this book because there's there's a lot like we said it's only 200 pages it looks like this tiny little volume but it is like chock full of stuff stuff
0: we're gonna delve into that stuff there's one main character Yep. her name is Nina Nina Fay 16 years old and this is Nina's story it jumps a little bit um there's There's present time, Mm -hmm. which is her at 16, and when you first start the book, she is dating her boyfriend, Seth, for three months, and she is absolutely crazy about him. He's obviously not as crazy about her, but she is absolutely infatuated with him. The other part of the book takes place two years prior when her mom takes her to Italy. Yeah, she was 14. Mm -hmm. You could do the math. And then there's I would even say a third part of the book, mm-hmm. which are all of these random stories, yeah, her writing, which I didn't entirely understand until I got to the end of the book
1: why Me you were getting these too. stories. The only reason I put it together that so there so there would be these little like interludes of kind of bizarre writing, um very short uh, story type type writing thrown in there. And the only reason that I knew that it was, her creative writing was because mm-hmm. I read a review in School Library Journal awesome. and it, it was very, um, it pointed that out. So I was like, oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, but you do find out, you know, as you read that it's an assi- a writing assignment she's doing for her English class, I believe, um, that she's supposed to hand in yes. to her male English teacher. And a lot of it is very like explicit and- And it's personal. Very personal. And it's
0: her journey. It's uh kind of beautiful in an eerie way. Mm-hmm. I think so. she is more self-aware,, yes. than most adults I know. Uh, I would agree. And I would say more self-aware than most female characters you see in young adult yeah. novels.: Yeah.
1: She definitely has a, a future as a, like a, as a writer, I would think.: Yeah, like exploring that side of her. I think she, she figured out a way to kind of like communicate her feelings in this poetic way. Um, but we'll kind of we'll yeah we we'll, we'll dive into that. But you're right, that's kind of like three separate three separate stories, stories all
0: smushed into one. Yeah.
1: Um. So side characters. Mhm. Mention side characters. Yeah. Um. I have Seth. Um. Is the the boyfriend? I put slash ex boyfriend because he's not our boyfriend for most of the book. Correct. I think he just starts out that way. Um. You want to talk more about him or do? We can we get him? back to him. Okay. Um, Louise is her ex-best friend. Mm-hmm. She used to spend a lot of time with her. Then she starts dating Seth. The two of them were like infatuated with him together. Yes, yes. And then Seth and chose then, Nina. Yes, Seth went after Nina, and kind of like this is Louise mm-hmm. almost because she feels guilty.
0: Yeah. Um. And I think that's very common in yeah young teen relationships. I mean, I how so. often do you? As a teen librarian, how often do you see teenagers come in in relationships, and they're all about each other? And, and I mean, you, you remember all high school, the time. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's hard to find that that balance, and you could tell. I mean, we'll kind of touch on this later, I'm sure, but you could tell she she just felt kind of guilty because the two of them loved him, and then all of a sudden he yeah. was a reality for her. Yeah, she got him, and to like have to. Deal with that reality with her friend um, Louise was just really uncomfortable. And instead of dealing with it as maybe a mature person would, she just kind of like cuts
0: her out. And it was also interesting to note that after the breakup, like Louise knew about <gasps> the breakup before, before she did. Correct. And Louise seemed so interested in the breakup and was almost kind of rubbing it in yep. Nina's face, which, once again, I think is very common oh, for yeah. teenagers. Like totally.
1: I can see that happening.
0: This wasn't like crazy fiction, Mean Girls. Like this, all made. No, this made sense.
1: Yeah, and it was like you don't really know if she's being mean or just kind of being dumb. Yeah, you know, she ba- she basically lets <laughs> Nina know that Seth is
0: broken up with her. Oh, yeah. I heard, <laughs> and he's like, oh, I really?" Yeah, oh, high school. I have Nina's mom as a side character. Yes, absolutely. Her mom plays a pretty large role in Nina's life, in her life. and how Nina views love. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to say about her mom. So yeah. I, I think we have one more person we want to mention, but then we should probably go back to the
1: mom. Yeah, we we, we must revisit the mom uh, versus the dad who is not present he at He is all. like non-existent. I wrote down they have like maybe one page. Where, and it's wh- one of her creative writing essays where she's talking about like trying, like she's like an empty vessel trying to be filled by mm-hmm. like the love of her father. And it just seems like he is like not present whatsoever. No. He's like a non entity. No. But you learn a little bit
0: about her parents' her relationship parents when backstory. we go to the Italy story. Yeah. The Italy part of the book. Very
1: interesting. Um, Who else did you have? I had Ruth. Oh, I didn't have
0: Ruth. I put Ruth the, the um, and r- Becca. Uh, Becca, yeah. Okay. Ruth was from the
1: shelter, right? Yeah, so Nina works, it was kind of forced labor at yeah, first. Yeah, for forced volunteer. Yeah, she was volunteer Community service. <laughs> um, at the animal shelter. And it's a high kill shelter. And there's two uh, people there. The main one is probably Becca, mm-hmm. who's... A little bit older than Nina kind of like a young adult right yeah yeah forging her own way and then Ruth who's like an older woman who hates she hates people right (laughs) but loves dogs she loves dogs and she they have like this kind of nice moment the two of them Yes, um which makes me really appreciate Ruth
0: (laughs) even though she played a small part once again as people who work with teenagers Mm -hmm. it's always important to have it's always important to be good role models to teenagers especially when yeah. you're not a family member or Absolutely. a teacher. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. My right, PSA for the day. No. Good role model. If you
1: find yourself in a role model position, guys, be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ding,
0: ding, ding. <laughs> so, there's not like a ton of side characters, but yeah. they're all very important to this book. Mm-hmm. Nina felt very isolated I to agree. me for most of the book uh, she made me feel sad very very sad like her parents were never home um they they were pretty well to do mm-hmm. um big house yes and her dad was always off working or it was implied having an affair yeah um her mom was always at the club playing tennis she, oh yeah yeah she was
1: Playing Haven't tennis, having her cocktails, drinking a lot. Yeah, I, l- I think like a functional type of alcoholic.
0: Yes. Um. So Nina was pretty much left to her own devices. She had all these
1: like remember the the dreams of living in a tiny house, and she would like yes. she would like read tiny house books or go on the tiny house websites. Mm-hmm. She kind of like, had this like vision of like a small home with like you know her loved ones actually being present and um, just her life was the opposite she would come home and want to talk to someone and no one would be there
0: one of the first things that's talked about in the book too is her mom had a lot of miscarriages yes and the mom never talked about the miscarriages but nina could always tell when it happened and it really upset nina and Mm -hmm as a parent (laughs) it it makes you realize the importance of you being honest with your children absolutely because obviously it was really hard for her mother but it was really difficult for nina too and it was interesting too because nina kind of blamed her mother when Mm -hmm. she was younger because um one of the pregnancies, like Nina knew this time she was gonna have a sister, and that's the what I was gonna sister. say she had a name, and then when she after she realized that her mother <laughs> had miscarried because her mother started drinking again, she would like see this tumbler
1: mm-hmm.
0: appear and disappear
1: on their kitchen table, right yes, so when she knew like she knew her mom was pregnant, but the tumbler, tumbler would disappear, away. and then all of a sudden it would be back,
0: yes and as a child, you know, she blamed her mother for the miscarriage. Mm-hmm. But later on in the book, as a 16-year-old, like she sort of realizes, you know, it wasn't her mother's fault. Right.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things she kind of comes to terms with, I think, yeah. as, she, as she grows up. It was sad, though. Yeah. I mean, you could see, like, kind of where the mom... Oh, God, here it is. It's like one of the first things that happened. Chloe, she named her sis, her imaginary sister Chloe, Chloe. and it was going to be her person, she yeah. said. It's heartbreaking. I, as soon as I read the first part, I'm like,
0: am I going to even be able to get through this? <laughs> <But> <laughs> am I going to be crying the whole time? But it's like s- as sad as we make this sound. Like it's done so well. It's really done well quickly because it's read it (laughs) because it's so few pages
1: she does she moves so quick like for me to read something in like a week a week and a half is amazing and I know Kristen probably read it in like 24 hours I think I did two days
0: (laughs) I flew through this one I couldn't put it down I
1: actually felt kind of guilty as I was reading it I was like this is so sad and I would randomly text her and be like I'm sorry this (laughs) is she's like I haven't started it yet and then when I found out she liked it I felt so much more relieved because I didn't want to torture you. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like I didn't know it would be this. Long. Hey, this,
0: this is absolutely, absolutely wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, beautiful. So, hmm, I, I feel like I just keep talking um, about her mother. There's so much with
1: the mom. She's she's absent yet. Not yeah. in the way that she... she's dysfunctional. Her daughter's thinking. Should we start with the dysfunctional love since
0: that's the very yes. first page?
1: I think we need to. The unconditional. Conditional yeah. love. I think they even talk about that right there in the in the um description, right?
0: So <laughs> I'm at work and Steph <laughs> texts me and she's like, Oh my gosh, have you read the first part of the book yet? I'm like, I haven't read any part of the book. So I flip it open and like within the first like page and a half. It's fourteen-year-old Nina folding sheets with her mom, and her mom's like, "No love is unconditional. All love has conditions. There are conditions for your father to love me. There are conditions for me to love your father. There are conditions for my love for you. There are things that you could do that would make me never love you." And as a parent, mm. like, "What? What?" <laughs> and, <then laughs> and Nina's like, "Well, what? What is it? Like, what? What could I do that would make me lose your love?" And her mom's like, "Don't worry about it. You'll never do yeah, it. Don't worry. That nice." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm like, this is going to be a really <laughs> interesting read. And I think we texted back and forth
1: like, what could possibly, like, what would we do? Because both of us are parents. Like, what could our kids possibly do to make us not love them? I know. I can't think of anything. And it's, I said maybe if they became like a homicidal maniac who like ate small children. <laughs> maybe.
0: But even then I'm sure I would love them. I know. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was so mind blowing. <laughs> I was like, Wait, "What is going on?" and oh this my goodness! I do not read a lot of contemporary young adult fiction, so this is not something I, I would have normally saying that. picked up on my own. Yeah. And even after that first page, <laughs> normally I would have been like, "Wait, what? No, absolutely not." But she had to stay the course because of the podcast. I did, and
1: it—it just—it was so. And it sucks you in.
0: So interesting.
1: All right, And then Nina kind of immediately, like a few sections later, the chapters are super short, yes. like a page or two, three at the most. Um, she gets into like her three conditions, the three conditions of love th- between her and, and Seth. Seth. Mm-hmm. And um, those are interesting. I remember Let's one see. was
0: like, if he calls her, like she can't act, over- she can't, oh she can't call him. She can't call him. She can't act like She can, interested.
1: but like she knows he would He is a much more fun person to talk to if he calls her, if he initiates it. He likes the game. Mm -hmm. Condition one, sex. Mm. Okay. Um, So, yeah, they have have sex. That's one of the conditions. She claims she loves it. Yeah, she doesn't seem overly
0: upset (laughs) about that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's
1: interesting, though, because...
0: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that I on the podcast?
1: <laughs> read the book well, and then let us know what you think about yeah. that. Um let's see. That was condition one condition two. I don't call him. Mm-hmm. And then condition three, we never talk about Apollonia Corrado. Apollonia is a character. She's like this beautiful uh classmate who moves into their school from Portugal. Yes. Um that everyone loves. Boys love her. Girls want a beer. She seems sweet. Yeah, um, yeah. But s- right in the beginning of the book, you find out like she has done something to this girl, and you don't know what. And that's actually mm-hmm. why she starts. Um, why she has to work at the, the mandatory? volunteer yeah, volunteering. So it's kind of a mystery. We
0: will not spoil it. No, oh, you. you have to wait the entire book to figure um, out what. Yes yeah. he did. <laughs> to the long running mystery. All 199 pages. Can um. you? Can you wait? <laughs> There's just so much. Um so much. All right. Let's I feel like we just need to keep returning to the mother. I know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you we will. Your your parents play such a big part in your the formation of you. Yes. Yeah. The mother was a piece of work. Um (laughs) you know, let's let's jump around a little bit. Let's jump to the interesting parts of the book. So I'd like to talk a little bit about, once again, like the lack of whimsy. So I read <laughs> this book, and then immediately after, I read The Upside of Unrequited. Oh,
1: I would keep wanting to read that. But who wrote it again?
0: It was the woman who wrote the, r- the homo sapien, someone, Simon versus the homo sapien yeah. agenda. I just love the title. Yeah, it's a great it's title. It's <laughs> an awesome title. And that book was like whimsy. But I will say there was so much okay. more angst in that book. Oh, compared to this book, yeah. So th-
1: this book could let's just say it could have gone super angsty. It could with have what goes on. It could, and have. it really doesn't go there.
0: It's really going to be, I think, unlike anything you have read. I, I and do too. I do feel like it's relevant. Oh, right I do now, too. Right now, especially in a time of women's marches and Me Too, mm-hmm. like just looking at feminism and what it means to be female and absolutely the messiness that's being female so in the beginning of the podcast i read the description and before the description begins there's a little one liner that i read this is not a sugar and spice and ev- this is not a story of sugar and spice and everything nice and I go back to that because at the end of the book there is an author's note. And I very I love rarely read the author's notes. I very rarely read author's notes, but I
1: thought it was amazing.
0: She went back to the sugar <laughs> and spice and everything nice. That's what girls are made of. And she talks about, you know, when she was little and she heard that nursery rhyme, she remembers feeling smug because girls are made of all the good stuff. And boys aren't. They're made of like icky, dismembered things.
1: Yeah, the boys one is um, <coughs> boys are made of frogs and snails and puppy dog tails. Mm-hmm. So slimy icky
0: dismembered even, and now she reads it differently. And she sees that, you know, all the stuff the girls are made of are the things that are meant to be consumed. All that sugar and the Mm -hmm. spice and everything that melts in your mouth. And now she reads it more as a warning. You know, um, Mm -hmm. as a girl, you have to be sweet and delicious. You have Mm -hmm. to be everything that's nice. And you think about girlhood, and there is no room for niceness, uh, You know, being a girl it's kind of gross and kind of messy. and a More lo- so messy than being a boy, yes. I would Ar- argue. And a lot of <laughs> books don't cover that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a romance novel where you wake up with the perfect hair and you, you're immediately like, you wake up kissing. It's like, we thought you to brush your teeth? Yeah. So <laughs> you go to the bathroom? The Makeup supplied. Yes. And I remember when Alexis and I talked about one Of the books we did in the podcast,
1: Ooh, which one I heard them all. Oh my
0: god, <laughs> <laughs> I'm your number one yeah. fan. You're <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> um, it was the one with the magic, and they went into the oh other Oh, yes, the uh, labyrinth, lost. labyrinth Lost, yes. And in the beginning of that, it's the three sisters, the one, yeah. And they talked about like when they when the, the main character, like when she'd wake up, like like how gross they all were, and like if you go brush your teeth, she's, like, all, like all the the eye boogers in her eyes. I love and it. And I'm like ew. I'm like well, that, that's that that's is the morning reality. That, that your is not breath smells
1: disgusting. Mm-hmm. You your hair looks like awful, mm-hmm.
0: and your makeup is weird or non-existent. <laughs> if you take proper <laughs> care of your skin, it is non-existent. <laughs> Lessons in your thirties. Yeah. <laughs> take your makeup off at night. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> we'll th- we'll get into that on another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't even remember. Like, oh, the the being a female. The, the yeah. I think there will be some people that hate this book. Oh, absolutely. Because of how real he <laughs> is. Yeah. Uh, but Nina is such a strong voice. Yeah.
1: She and, how, what did you think of Nina when she first started though? Because I wanted to throttle her. So to be quite honest. Yeah, I mean I felt I, I felt bad for her. I felt bad and wanted to throttle her. She slash hug her, yes. very tightly, and whisper like <laughs> sweet truths to her. As an
0: ad- <laughs> as an adult reading a young adult novel, you carry certain life experiences, exactly. and you see, you you read and you see certain behaviors, and as an adult who you might it's have lived those experiences our
1: adult minds.
0: You're like you're like no, 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 <laughs> yes. no, no. Let me go in and remove you from the situation because it's just it's not going to end That's well. That's how I felt. And you deserve better. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you why you deserve better, <laughs> <laughs> Nina. You deserve better. Um. But even after they broke up, like she was really upset, but she never really wallowed.
1: She had no it. one to wallow to. First no. of all, she. Basically, yeah, she just, you're right. Yeah. The yeah. angst was very,
0: for what it could have been, yes.
1: very non-existent. Yes. Which I appreciated.
0: I would almost say that Seth was the angstier. Oh, Seth was, In his minimal yes. role, just because he liked games. and He was a game player. He was a manipulative. There was one part, once again, early on, because most of Seth's scenes are early on, um, when he picks Nina up for a date and he brings her coffee, and she's like so <gasps> excited that he got her yes. her favorite drink. And it's like, we've been dating for three months. I mean, I know you're teenagers, but boys should know your favorite drink. You know, like yeah. he, he can buy you your favorite drink. This shouldn't be like so exciting three months later. Should we talk about that? Yes. Yeah, so a hike? Th- so he takes her on a hike for a date, and there's people bungee jumping. Yep. Kind of off the beaten path. Yes. And
1: she's not wearing proper shoes
0: oh correct <gasps> and
1: she's walking in her sandals and like their their feet are like bleeding and yeah. she's like in so much pain He gives her his socks he right? does give her the socks which, which was nice and she, nice. she was and like she, thrilled oh, by she it was like he gave me a socks
0: so they get to they this get there where they bungee jumping and <laughs> Seth was like what Seth wanted to bungee jump and he kind of puts her on the spot, like, "Would you do it with me?" And she's like, "Yeah." And he's like, well, "Let's do it now." And she's like, "Oh, no, no." She starts backpedaling, mm-hmm. and it's funny, but that was like the end of their relationship, and mm-hmm. it was—it was a game. It he was played a cr- game. It was so quiet. It was the quietest ending to
1: any relationship. She could just feel it. Yeah. He just when she backpedaled like that, he she called it like the jumping test. Like yeah. it was—it was a total test, and she failed. And she hated herself immediately. Mm-hmm. And he just was silent like the whole walk back. Yes. I think her feet were like killing Bleed, the, the whole bleeding. way and mm-hmm. she wouldn't um, tell him. Yeah. It was just like super uncomfortable. And after that, that's like when she finds out at school. Yeah. yeah it's like broken that up. Yeah. Like, what the
0: heck? And I will say, because I feel like I need to give some redeeming qualities to this book because it. It did have redeeming qualities. Oh, yeah. at, at, at the end of the book, she realized like there was no right answer. Right. This, this was not. This her. was like a trick test.
1: Yes. And th- and that's like very Awful. indicative of how she grew, because she did realize that like sh- there was no right way to
0: answer that. Mm-hmm. No correct solution there. I, so d- I did love that at the end of the <laughs> book. She went a little crazy. Cause he w- he was at a party. Oh yeah. And she like legit went to the party and waited <gasps> for him. <And> uh, <laughs> it wasn't like really dramatic or anything, but it was great. She kind of just
1: sits there in the car and then follows him yeah. home, and yeah. he's
0: like, "Get the hell out of here!" <laughs> but yeah, you got you gotta respect <laughs> a little crazy sometimes, you know. It was good. <laughs> I, I liked, liked she, I liked that she <laughs> took
1: <laughs> action. We've all been a
0: little crazy, even though she
1: didn't really know what the heck to say or. Yeah. Like, I forget
0: how it even... You know, it did. doesn't <laughs> even matter how it played out. It's just she wasn't happy with how things ended, and mm-hmm. she needed him to know that she wasn't happy. Even if he didn't care, mm-hmm. he knows she's unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Agreed.
1: It's <laughs> um, a good little stalking scene. Do you want to talk about Italy? Yeah, so Italy... So this is going back in time. Two years. Two years. And... Um, one thing we need to know about Italy is that her mom was supposed to take this romantic getaway with um, with her dad. This was supposed to be
0: their trip, right? Yeah, the parents are going away on an anniversary trip.
1: An anniversary <laughs> trip, and then suddenly, right before the trip, I mean, it's
0: pretty obvious that everything like was trashed.
1: There, oh no yeah, yeah.
0: There, there were all these plans on the table, and Nina gets home from school, they and were gone. nothing's there. It's the all gone. plans
1: are gone. And her mom is like, hey,
0: do you want to go to Italy with me instead? Yes. And Nita <laughs> even says that she didn't realize it, but she never even said bye to her dad. Like, yeah. they changed the tickets and they left. They just laughed. Yeah. And Again, the dad,
1: non existent.
0: It's <laughs> not mentioned, but as a reader, we are to assume that the dad was having an affair. Yeah. Like and that's what happened.
1: She's, mom is pissed at dad. All plans are gone mm-hmm. and suddenly 14 year old Nina is going to Italy with her mom
0: and we find out when they're in Italy that the dad was actually married to <gasps> someone else at the time so the Nina's parents met in Italy but Nina's mom was this art student mm-hmm. or art history major yeah and her dad was there with his wife
1: that's where they meet yes like
0: the like
1: i guess he wanders away from his current wife mm-hmm. at the time <laughs> wanders up to nina's mom they meet at the statue they meet at the statue which we visit and i totally had to google it i, I needed, googled it too. i needed to see it i needed to see it i googled two things i googled that uh-huh. and the dissected I did, I did them too I, I you will to ha- like if you read this book you two will be googling because you're gonna want to see exactly what she's talking about. It was Saint Teresa.
0: But I don't remember the name of the statue. It's in Italy. It was cre- created by Bernini. Mm-hmm. The uh,
1: yeah, just Saint Teresa. I couldn't find the name either. I think I just looked up Bernini's Saint Teresa. She's um so. It's it's a very
0: interesting statue.
1: It it is real <laughs> in Italy,
0: and it's um, she's being speared, speared. by an angel, and she's feeling God's like divine intervention. It's yeah, <laughs> it's it's a spiritual pain. Um, spiritual slash sexual. Yes, she's in ecstasy, and you really need to Google this image. Yeah. So this is in a chapel in Italy. A lot of tourists around. So you have like this statue, you have Saint Teresa in ecstasy, then there are other statues. It's the cardinal that commissioned it and like his people and they're like on a balcony watching this. In as as all part of this installation. And it's it's kind of creepy. It is very creepy because <laughs> like, as, as a woman, <laughs> it is really creepy. Yeah. And this is the kind of imagery that really impacted how Nina was writing her stories for this assignment in her class, that part yes. three of the book. Yes. Nina's Nina claims her mother used to tell her stories about <sighs> martyred saints. All the time. Mm-hmm. And the mother claims that she never did. The mother? I don't believe the mother. Mm, we're going to, we'll get back to that. <laughs> so I... I
1: don't uh, believe the mother uh, either. How would she know all those stories? Yes.
0: And, and she became, Nina became obsessed with these martyred female saints yep. when they were in Italy. So you got Nina traveling all around, going to all these museums. They're constantly talking about these women who were tortured horribly hmm. because hmm. of their love of Jesus. Yes. Their love of a man got them killed. That is how I was going to tie it to Bernard Cornwell's... Ah. The last Kingdom. I told Steph before we started, there was something about this book that reminded me of Bernard Cornwell's um, Last Kingdom. And when um, Ryan and I read that book, one of the parts of the book we discussed was one of the rulers was talking about his Christian saints and the Vikings were like, hey, like if we shoot arrows at you, <laughs> do you think your God will stop them if you pray hard enough? So they shoot arrows at this guy and the, his God's not. Stop him, and he died. and And all <laughs> of the talk of the saint, um, these sainted martyred women, it just kind of reminded me of that because, like, if these stories are true, like these are horrible. They're, awful. they're horrible world stories. Do you love
1: how they all had happy? Ha- I'm using air quotes. Happy endings, because then they. We're sending to heaven. Get, yes, they die in this horrible, tortured way and then go up
0: to heaven and live happily ever after with God. And Jesus. And Jesus. They all, they, all these women Oh my goodness. and one Jesus. It's, uh, yeah,
1: she has like a virgin martyr saint obsession, basically. Yes. Because
0: this is these are the stories she was raised on. It, it was really interesting to me because I spent 12 years in Catholic school. And Ooh. I never really I questioned. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot to think about now. I never really questioned these stories of martyrdom. Like you had to pick a saint in second grade and you had to write a report. Oh yeah, on we get the kids d-
1: coming in to do their reports. Yeah, so you all the still time. do. Yeah, for personal
0: communion, you have yeah. to do a, saint, a report on a martyred saint. And I mean, you're you're taught in like religion, like th- like this is the way to go. Like you're you're, you're dying for what you believe in. Wow and then y- you read a story like this and you see how women were treated and really objectified and it's so eye opening. Yeah, it's it's
1: it's pretty awful. Um the whole time they're in Italy. I think the heading is Eros and than Thanatos. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's basically like love and death. Yes. Um and one line that stood out she repeats a few times. It's like she's talking about these saints and how they're all virgins, they're all martyrs, all saints, all tortured, all ruined, all dead, mm-hmm. and just like that—that that darkness there—and like it's—it's it's really it's difficult to to read. Yeah. Um And if her mom was, at which I believe her mom was telling her these stories, that is like horrifying bedtime tale yes. <laughs> to hear her night was after
0: night. Definitely obsessed with Italy. My happy place is Lancaster because of the <laughs> cooking. <laughs> all the food. The mom's happy place is Italy, and all these the tortured, tortured women that literally
1: take she takes
0: her to a torture museum. Yes, that was the well, dissected graces. That was so hard. Which once again I had to Google, um, and it, to- it. I think
1: the torture museum was separate from the dissected. Oh, it was. Greek. The okay. dissected graces was like the last place they went. They were like wax figures look it up the dissected graces they do a great job explaining it like the description really matched I, I what to I see saw but when you do see it it's like it's a little horrifying um, but it's a real thing but yeah she did she took her to that that museum it was a museum of torture and how they would torture oh most women. and there was one
0: women if you miscarried there was a torture for you it was you were so miscarried. horrible
1: I I wanted I
0: I could have cried um once again, this is all in one hundred ninety nine pages. Yeah, it's Actually amazing it's
1: what they <laughs> what they cover in this short amount of time. Um, I'm trying to find it because there's a a line about the torture museum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we um when we were setting up, one of our coworkers came in, was like, "Oh, what book are you podcasting?" And we told her. And we were talking about what the book was about. And she was like, oh, I don't know if I'd give <laughs> this to my teenage daughter. And I'm like, you know, I think it depends on what kind of relationship you have with your teenage daughter. Yes. Th- we don't have this book currently at my branch, but I ordered it for my branch. And I'm hoping it's one of those books that if I display it, someone will pick it up, read it, and it'll just pass its way. Go
1: around. Yeah. Without too much... Um,
0: they're very good. They are very good at that. <laughs> <laughs> and like it, ooh, and it, there are things says. that I really like, and I will display them. And once one person checks it out, I do see other kids, mm-hmm. other teenagers, um, female species, which I've mentioned many times. It was one of my favorite books last well, year. Yeah, I need to read that. That's kind of gone around a couple times, too. Cool. I'm mm-hmm. well, glad. Yeah.
1: Shedding light <laughs> in Merchantville, New Jersey. <laughs> where my children go to school. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't find it. That's okay. But oh, it was something about like since there have been women, there have always been ways to torture women. I'm I'm kind of like I, paraphrasing. I know exactly what you're saying, though. but I was like, oh, that kind of like just hit me when I was reading it. This I book got I me. Paused. Little, it got me fired up. Snap. I would pause. I would think yeah. there was a lot. There's just a lot to mull over. And I'm like, is that? Like, it's Dark interesting, room. like,
0: because you have daughters, <laughs> and I have a son. And yes. it it's books like this <sighs> that make you think about, like, how do you want to raise I know. your children? Like, what do you want to expose your children yeah. to? Does uh, make you think? It does. It does. I won't tell you how to think. But it makes you think. <laughs> <laughs> you can borrow them for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Breathe, help me uh, raise I them. I I plans <laughs> for my for my son. <laughs> we, nice. we, we've had lots of conversations. You're such a sweet boy. <laughs> um, one other thing I want to mention about Italy is the one night the, the, the drinking. I know exactly. Yes. <laughs> okay. So uh, it, uh, Nina talked about when they were in Italy. You know, they eat like a, like a n- minuscule breakfast. Like a, yeah. Beer, like a salad for lunch, and then you have like a heartier, heavier mm-hmm. pasta dinner. And um the mom would always drink her wine. And at one of the meals, the mom gives the wine to Nina, who yeah, gets drunk. She, yeah, she like orders her her own wine and Nina's like, Ooh, what? This and is kind of exciting. And at first It's implied that the <laughs> mom does it on purpose to get Nina drunk. And I don't really remember like there being a specific reason why the mom No, nope, because did it.
1: Pretty much when her when she asks the mom, the mom, the mom denies it. that she even did it. Yeah. So it was like she's like Nina's sick as a dog the next morning. She yeah. feels awful. Like she felt awful leaving that restaurant. Yeah. And then when she asks her the next morning, the mom's like, What are you talking about? I didn't try to get you drunk. And this is what I call pulling a Poppins <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know if you've ever read Mary Poppins. I have not read it huh. um it's not a read alike <laughs> <laughs> but Mary Poppins in the original books, she is kind of she's she's not very nice oh. and she she kind of like will do go they'll go on these adventures and and have their you know magical times mm-hmm. and then. She will literally say in in kind of like a mean way, that never happened. Now in the in the movie, I think like she does it with a little like smirk. Yeah. Um, where you know she's like kind of playing with them. In the book, you feel like that's not the case. That she's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. And in, in and it it kind of hurts. Yes. And like that's how I felt. I kept saying, She pulled another poppins, because she pulled a poppins. With the saint, like denying that she told her stories about the saints. Mm -hmm. I believe she denies that she ever told her daughter that there was no such thing as unconditional love. So there were all these times where she just pulls a Poppins. I'm nervous. Um, Pull a Poppins. And now you should all go back and read Mary Poppins. (laughs) I'm going to check that out now. Um, But yeah, my husband and I discussed Mary Poppins and her kind of cruel nature in the books.
0: Yeah. Sad face. Disney. <laughs>
1: Disney's version was like a lot Disney, sweeter, Disney a lot sweeter. Everything, yeah. And you know what? It's for the best. Only in Disney that case, I have make to the say. Back of
0: Notre Dame. I know, <laughs> like Copy. a light, a lighthearted musical.
1: Mm-hmm. Although one of their darker ones.
0: True. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to mention? In the interesting part. Mm-hmm. There were
1: like a lot of interesting parts. Um, oh, there's. Ah, I had written the quote down about torturing women. There oh. it was all along. Um, let's see if there's one that we haven't covered, though, that's interesting. Um, I did quote something on page 166. She says, uh, This is a Nina quote. Which is more important? What is true or what we believe? Oh, I think that was in reference to something with Seth. Okay, but I I thought that was pretty striking. Oh, you know when that was? That was when she, um, I think that was when she like stalks him (laughs) when he's like, "Go home, Nina." (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I liked that line. Kind of that was another one that stopped. I had to stop and think about it. Um. How about you? Do you have there any?
0: There was, we would mentioned parts? this when we were prepping. There was a part early on where Nina was hanging out with Louise, and oh yeah. they they were hanging out for a l- little bit, and then for Louise the first time in a while, yes. And Louise has to ask about Seth, and Nina talks about how if their friendship was a bestel test, they would fail. And for those of you that do not know, the bestial test is in regards to movies. And in order to pass the bestial test, um, you need you know female characters, and <laughs> they have to talk to each other about something that's not a guy, right?
1: And a lot of movies don't do, they do not, do not, not pass.
0: pass that test. No. And Nina says our friendship <laughs> wouldn't pass the test mm-hmm. because they it always comes back yeah to a boy. It always comes back to that. Yeah, interesting. And then well, very interesting. Later on in the book, Nina Self-aware. becomes good friends <laughs> with Becca.
1: Yeah. So Becca, we mentioned works at the uh, shelter, mm-hmm. and their
0: relationship just seems stronger, more yes, mature. Yes. I mean, Becca's older, mm-hmm. but I would say Nina's an old soul. I think so too. It's The way she's kind of like left to, to her own devices. Yeah, she's very.
1: She has to be super independent. Um, just yeah, just because of her fi- family dynamic and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Becca. It's it's really cool to see their friendship blossom. Yeah, it's like I could I could totally see it. Um, I think, Beck is really cool. Um, I like and that. And she's she's a good. She didn't even like. She helps Nina out of like a or with a very troubling situation that you um, can read about. That you'll read about. <laughs> um, no spoilers. Um, but the way she did it, like even later later in the book when she says like, did you do that because you were like you felt like i was your friend and she said no i would have done it anyway because like i uh, feel like i need to help people and she says something at the end which i i really liked about service Becca? being yeah okay. she tells nina that service is more important than love and i just thought that was like a really interesting statement and kind of talks you know sheds yeah. more light on the way she thinks and gets nina thinking about that as well
0: and it, when you first meet Becca, like she's, they're at the shelter and she's texting like yeah. a guy. And I it think there's some flesh
1: involved in the text. Yes.
0: Um, so there's there's like a boy involved, and by the end of the book, when Nina goes to visit Becca, like the boyfriend's already out of the picture, yeah. and it's just it's like well, yeah, whatever, you know. Like Becca's like, eh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look cool. Yeah, she's not lovesick over a guy. No. That's for sure. She she was a great. Character as well. I liked her. Me too. I liked her a lot. So things we liked about the book. That's a good segue. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I yeah, go ahead. I really loved the stories. Yeah. Nina's stories yeah. in mm-hmm. the story. And although I didn't understand like what she was doing, <laughs> there
1: was a lot of symbolism. It was.
0: <laughs> um they, all the all of the stories stories that Nina is writing are in a different font yes. than the rest of the book and mm. they kind of like initially it was a little bit confusing but as you read on they start to make more sense mm-hmm. and then once you find out why they're there I'm mm-hmm. like oh this snap yeah <laughs> and those stories in and of themselves were just a great look I think at what it means to be female yeah, in this day and There's age. There's a lot of
1: like Bird comparisons mm-hmm. which is interesting. Birds' nests, eggs, eggs. beaks. Mm-hmm. Um very <laughs> yeah. blood. A lot of blood. <laughs> um it's really interesting. And she she intersperses those stories with like a retelling of the saint stories, yes. the martyr stories. So like those are all part of her assignment that she's putting together. And they're they're so funny. They just tell they just tell it like very straightforward like this this is what happens and then it's like and then she dies and goes to heaven and lives with god yeah and then <laughs> so like the the voice there is is really interesting and then but then when she does her own little like um kind of kind of almost poetic i would say yeah. even though they're not they're not poetry
0: short stories, very short stories
1: very short stories of a weird nature mm-hmm. Cool.
0: I, I don't think this is a major spoil, but I, I, I have to mention it because I loved it. So she compiles all these stories. She goes to hand in the assignment, yeah. and then she takes it back. I loved that, too. So her teacher is a male That's professor. A mm-hmm. And if she goes, I, this isn't the audience yeah. for this. She's like, what can you give me? He's like, I'll give you like 50 on it. Yeah, I'll give you 50% like of the grade. You saw that I did it. Yeah.
1: He kind of like
0: respected it a little bit, like after she... Well, I thought that they were was <laughs> so cool. <laughs> like this, this is, you're not the correct audience for my yeah, stories. Yeah. I don't think you're ready for this. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> and I was 10% of the grade, so even yeah. that was a hit. But you know, I,
1: I oh loved Nina. it. Nina. It was cool. She gave it to someone. Well, we won't say yeah. what happened to yeah. her stories. But You have to read the book to find out read what happened to book. Nina's <laughs>
0: crazy stories. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> um, the realness. like For me, just the, the very real... Like, the very real feeling in this book was what I loved most about it. Like, I, I literally felt like this, any of this could have happened. Yes. Nothing was a stretch. Um, it was gritty. And um, I also wrote down <laughs> the, the in how informative it is. It okay, is very informative.
0: <laughs> I learned I, a I, lot. <laughs> I learned quite a few things.
1: So much. Um, you know, if you are giving this to your teen. Just be aware they're gonna learn some stuff. You have to have a pretty
0: yeah. Um, if you are still, uh, so if you have a teenager and you're listening yeah. to this podcast, you know it, it never hurts to read something before you yeah. hand it off to your kids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> know that your kids will probably find it on their own. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. <laughs> it it really was the most real, honest book. Yeah. I've. Because, I mean, I read and I loved um, The Hate You Give. Ooh, me too. It was I wonderful. I finished it recently. But even that, I felt whimsy. It's awful yeah. as like, the start of the book is and what a mm. serious issue, many issues, this book right. brings to light. It's still such a happy yes book.
1: It is in a strange way. You you don't get that sense of just kind of like almost depressed. Because Star um, has
0: she has like this great family dynamic. Yes. Her parents are amazing. Her f- siblings. Her are relationship
1: amazing. is healthy. I think so much of that. I I don't know. It's yeah. It's yeah. a whole different feel, uh, like <sighs> than what what this book I is I th- I it's a great like book read that too yeah but like They're m- making it into a movie i've been following <laughs> 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 i've been the following casting it all on instagram <laughs> i'm
0: very excited <laughs> twitter <laughs> 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 um uh, there's just not really I, I don't have good words to describe What well, girls for me though read like i, I know i keep it. saying it's amazing you should read it <laughs> and that yeah. that does not do it justice i've, just, I've never read anything like it mm. and I, I want to hug the author i do too I mean, thank you thank you I love i'm her. grateful i know thank you me as well i feel like this could have
1: changed my life if i read it at a younger age yes i feel like it really could have in a positive way not like a i'm so screwed up now way like like
0: it's kind of just empowering mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of empowering young adult books there
1: are, but there's not a, like, like this in a fantasy way. Yeah, there's a girl kicking ass. Yeah, um, but the like not yeah not in this way.
0: <laughs> oh, the best way to to <laughs> so Alexis. You just have to read it. <laughs> when Alexis, Alexis was in grad school, she had to give a dissertation, and she talked a lot about love triangles. <sighs> she needed this book oh. <laughs> to sum it all up because okay. a lot of young adult stuff. They're it focuses on like the love triangle and <sighs> who will she choose, and, and yeah. is that real life? I
1: wrote down one that of the things I life. liked was that there are no love triangles.
0: No so insta love.
1: No, none of that. None of th- he walks in Mm-mm. changed it, my life.
0: It's so, it's so much more about like yourself, your self discovery, you know who you are, what you're made of. Exactly. Who do you need? Do you need anyone? What yes. makes you you? And as much as we keep talking about all these sad things like the book and positive yep yep it has a very positive ending with nina like just taking control of her life and being strong
1: yep a new sense of purpose and uh and a new sense of independence that's what i wrote down to you Mm -hmm. Um, you really see her grow as a person and like become more self-aware and yeah. Ready to I feel like she's gonna like kick butt in this world. Yes. Like she's at such a better place than when she started. And it's not like some landmark thing really happened to change her. It was more of like a, a quiet growth, I guess. And she did
0: grow. And I mean like I, I can look back on my own life and you know, you look up breakups when you're a teenager and it's like, did I really grow? Right. I don't think I really did. <coughs> You learn, you Something learn. very
1: important does happen that we're not we're not discussing because um, we don't want to spoil it. Yeah. Um, that 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 did that have a major too, yeah. contribution to like how she changed. Um, Read the book. Read it. Tell us what like. you think.
0: Is there anything you didn't like?
1: Just the fact that it was sometimes difficult to pick up because I wasn't like mentally prepared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, brace myself. But then I would pick it up, and I couldn't put it down until I fell asleep. That's okay. why I think I also read it
0: so fast, because I didn't want <laughs> <laughs> Like, let's just do it. Um,
1: yeah, nothing. There was nothing that I didn't like about the book. There were things in the book that made me mad. Yeah. But like they yeah. were there to make
0: you mad. Make you mad. Do, How to about give, you? To give you an emotion. Yeah. Uh, I really liked everything about it. It's been a long time since I've spoken so highly about something that, like cause it isn't normally something I'd want to read. Yay! Hey.
1: So glad and read you it was so good. We should mention we never mentioned oh you're welcome that it won a National Book Award. It was a National was a Book finalist. Award finalist. That was another reason I picked it when I saw the medal on there as it being a finalist. I was like, well, it can't be that bad. Yeah, yeah. Um
0: You know what's funny? I it's true. I don't think <laughs> I read a lot of National Book Awards. I don't think I
1: do either. I don't seek out award winners. That's not I'm more of like a this cover looks good let me read the inside flap oh yeah and then i'll pick something up at random
0: um but then i read <laughs> <laughs> i read Uh-oh. long way down oh um, by jason reynolds yeah and that one had a slew of awards on the cover really? I, was, I was looking to see if i could find <laughs> the i never read that. a picture of the jacket <sighs> okay if you if you get a chance long way down by jason reynolds also a national book I award finalist I read something by him it's poetry
1: Maybe not. This this go is on. This is um,
0: this is about a teenage boy, um, whose brother is shot in a drive-by. So oh. the b- so this this boy teenage boy goes and gets his brother's gun, and he decides he's going to go and go go after the guy that took out his brother. And while he's in the elevator on his way down, he is visited by ghosts of all people he That's knew. Right, yeah, that were killed by gun violence i read it in like three hours because it's poetry it <laughs> was amazing it was amazing mm. and that one that that has like a bajillion awards attached to it now too um but yeah so i read this i'm and looking it up so i can see
1: the picture because i know when i do i'll, I'll know exactly what it is and i remember reading that description oh yeah yep oh look at all the awards yes it, i think that
0: was sitting on my bookshelf too i told alexis um, one of my goals for the year was being too slow. a little more diversity in my reading and good. i had a friend gina if you're listening who <gasps> recommended it and i'm like oh yeah absolutely and <laughs> i flew through <laughs> it it's so good
1: that's awesome yeah i think one of my patrons enjo- really enjoyed it he checked it out
0: um, so n- normally i don't really care for award winners unless it's like the goodreads award winners because they're <laughs> people <laughs> people choose those We love but read. so far me a national book award you so far, we, we yeah, one. maybe
1: we'd need to follow this list. We'll do a <laughs> National Book Award series. Yeah, I totally, yeah, I, I know this book now that I'm looking at it. Yeah, it was up on my um, new bookshelf at Gloucester Township. Everyone come by, check yourself <laughs> out a copy, and I'll return what girls are made of by, by the end of the day. Sorry, everybody who's <laughs> waiting for that one. Yeah, there weren't that many copies. No. And this is, so I think Kristen's getting another.
0: Yeah, oh, there's three currently, and
1: they're all checked so out. Amazing. amazing.
0: Um, tropes. N- no, I got nothing. None. The
1: only trope from your list was that the main character is a girl, and, like, that's not really a trope. No.
0: <laughs> I don't <laughs> think a book, I mean, ideally, you don't want a book to have tropes because those are stereotypes. Right, right. So a really good book shouldn't have any tropes. And I couldn't find any. I couldn't if either. If you read this. The s- so unique. And you think there's a trope?
1: Comment on know. our Facebook Yeah, comment. Page,
0: yeah. I'd like to know. <laughs> Relatableness of the character.
1: Oh, I found her very relatable. Like, yes. even though I'm a 40-year-old woman who knows better at this point, <laughs> I
0: <laughs> could put
1: her myself in her shoes and, like, I felt like I was going through everything with her. I felt like I've been there mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, not as intensely as she was but um i found her very relatable how about you
0: i just wanted to hug her so i kept
1: wanting to reach through the pages and like squeeze her and tell her everything would be all right
0: i'll be your new mom yeah and i'll love you (laughs) and it'll be okay and like give her yeah just give her a family teenagers are the worst oh my gosh it gets better it's so hard Uh, especially to be like
1: abandoned in a way like she is um yeah angst
0: I give it a one. It's, yeah. She has just really no angst. It's
1: like she should have been more angsty,
0: and then I probably would have hated her. I almost wonder if adults would like this book more than teens. Right? I'm so curious. Because there's not, there's like really no angst. There's no tropes. It doesn't have a happy ending. I don't but know. With teens, oh it does have a happy, I mean, it doesn't have a happy ending. It does have, a, it does have a happy ending. There's no happily it's ever after. No happily ever after. Ever after. But what would a teenager think? I am as curious. opposed to an adult woman who who's been through and can appreciate what this book is trying to say if you're a teenager
1: or you have a teenager who has read this book, please let us know
0: because <laughs> now we're curious. Mm-hmm. Um, rate the book.
1: I gave it an a plus. I gave it an a <laughs> I didn't go with the plus because I don't know I saved plus. I'm very stingy with pluses,
0: and there plus and i
1: i it deserves a solid A. It does, it does, and A plus.
0: It was <laughs> <laughs> it was out with my five star on Goodreads That's right there. Awesome.
1: I gave it four. I'm very stingy with my five <laughs> stars too. Um, I'm, I'm I, not I'm I not I'm s- not as
0: stingy as I probably should be, but still, it was a five <laughs> <laughs> five stars.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I bet there's people who like panned it, like one star. Two I star. need to actually go back and read the reviews and see. What I think ha- I saw a few, and I was I was star. mad at them for being so mean because.
0: Some They're people, just, you know, they, they
1: can't, can't handle the truth.
0: <laughs> they can't. <laughs> a lot of truth. Yeah. Truth bombs. Um. <laughs> if you liked what girls are made of, what would you recommend? So I pulled this uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: out of somewhere, like right before we started. Um, I read a book called Unbecoming not long ago. Um, it's another YA book by Jenny Downham. Oh. Um it's pretty serious. Uh it deals with a lot of like family issues like between a mother her her and her child, her t- teenage child and then like the main character's grandma. So it's the main character her relationship with her mom and then also their both of their relationships with the grandmother. Yeah. Um it's really not l- like it Like There are major differences um, in tone and and whatnot, but um, it just kind of popped into my mind, and it was another really good book, and it's a quick read, and I I really enjoyed it. I think a lot of adults would like that one. I'll have to check it out. And teens, but (laughs) there's a lot um, that an an adult reader would enjoy. Unbecoming, it's called. We
0: have it at Gloucester Township. I will link it to our webpage. Yay! I am recommending Speak. By Laura Halse Anderson. So good. That was one of those books that, when you're a YA librarian, <laughs> when you work with teenagers, you have to read that book. Yeah, you read it in like grad school, but it took me four years to read it. Like I bought it, and it took me because I I knew going in um the premise of the book, and I just I needed to be mentally prepared. Yes. For it. Very dark. Once again. I started, I couldn't put it down. But just another book that deals with. Something awful in a very realistic fashion. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we need books like that. We, d- we always need we books. We do. Like that. We do. And Steph pointed out to me that it's Nelson Nail, a graphic novel. I'm so excited. So that will be being purchased. I know I have it
1: on order. Um, I believe another library had also already ordered it, and I'm sure Kristen will also order one. So there should be at least three <laughs> versions we have, um,
0: circulating soon. We. we <laughs> Not really related, but kind of. <laughs> we have a new uh young adult librarian at our Belmar branch. Oh yeah. And then um Stephanie's, She's my bud. Yeah, Stephanie's also working <laughs> with a young woman who's currently in grad school to be a librarian who is younger, who'll be podcasting with me sometime in the future. Sarah. Yes. Hi Sarah. And uh I was telling <laughs> Steph like I can I got a list of books that Sarah recommended and then when we do our book ordering we order from this company and I can kind of see what other librarians are ordering and I see all the, like the stuff that this new librarian over at Belmar is ordering I'm like oh I'm so out of the game <laughs> like you she has a Kristen has a
1: small library though she cannot get everything
0: I, I do a small library and I order for babies up to adults but, but the I main
1: s- tell them who your main patrons are
0: I would say um, school age children yeah yeah
1: like my children we we love our dog, <laughs>
0: man. <laughs> dog man is a perennial favorite dave pilkey is probably my like most favorite author right now i think so I he's pretty hilarious uh, he's amazing i was playing with the teachers i'm like, I'm like ignore <laughs> the potty humor i know did captain you underpants. see captain underpants the movie yes. oh my gosh it was so good they're, so, uh, they're just they're incredible. it's hilarious and so sweet <laughs> and i can tell that a lot of um uh, views align with mine yes. <laughs> so I'm
1: so waiting for him to become like 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 you know how all, you know, all the me too stuff's happening and some children's authors are being outed mm-hmm. I guess you could say mm-hmm. like please not him no like you have your favorites <laughs> and you're like please be please be, <laughs> be a decent a, human being be a stand-up guy I don't like want a decent human being I, I can't imagine that he wouldn't be but I've been surprised
0: before so <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he, he is great um I, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so these all these new librarians are <laughs> here now, and they have all this stuff. And I just don't
1: feel bad. I
0: can't keep up with some of the awesome young adult stuff. So yeah. But it's nice because now I have some new ideas for things.
1: Yay! It's so <gasps> good. Come visit me. I ha- I try to get them all. Yeah, you, you do I a, miss you do a lot. A, you do though. A really great job. I miss a lot, and I can't keep up. So oh much. But I have more. I have a bigger budget than you do. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's the size of the library, guys.
0: So next month, Ryan is coming back to podcast with me. <laughs> and we are going to be reading Stags by M.A. Bennett. This is one of the new 2018 books that I was looking forward to reading. I mentioned it last month in my podcast with Alexis. I mostly want to read it because I like the look of the cover. There's Never, never a
1: bad reason to pick up a book. <laughs> so
0: we'll see if the cover can live up start starting? No. Um, because I don't think we're podcasting till the end of
1: okay. March. So he hasn't started. I, I don't even think either. he has
0: we or he ordered a second copy for him. I don't think he's okay. got it yet. So soon. I don't know
1: if I have that one. It's
0: it's new. Because it's new, new, new. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm like the only one. Well and I maybe I can't wait to hear your guys' podcast. I'm excited. And then we've got a new podcaster coming in. April, and I believe Emily is coming back to podcast with me in May, which means Stephanie will be back I'll sometime be back. in the summer. <laughs> We're very excited. <laughs> <laughs> we enjoy ourselves. Um, Yeah, so don't forget you can visit us online, www.camdencountylibrary.org slash YAHI podcast. I should have <laughs> this memorized by now. Um, we're also on Facebook under Young Adult at Heart. If you check us out on Facebook, there was a lovely article written about the podcast there in was, SJ Magazine. I'm
1: so proud of you, you, you and Alexis, because she's a founding member yes. too.
0: Hi, <laughs> Alexis. Um, so that w- that was nice to get a little publicity for what we do. That's awesome. I'd also like to point out that if you're ever struggling for something to read, you can come and talk to one of your YA-loving librarians. Our catalog also has a really fancy feature. So, like, let's say you went to catalog.camdencountylibrary.org and you searched for "Girls Are Made of." If you scroll all the way down, we pay for a service. Um, I can't remember next if it's next reads, and they will give awesome. you recommendations. If you like this, you might like that. If you like this author, you might like these authors. So. Sometimes it's nice to just have.
1: I use it. I use it for my patrons I actually myself. use it to
0: keep track <laughs> of um, books in the in their series. series order. Yeah,
1: it's really helpful. It'll be like books in the series, and it puts them in order. It's beautiful, and it connects right to the catalog.
0: Um, Check that out. Listen about that, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's a favorite.
1: Come visit. Come visit Gloucester Township in <laughs> We We like company. We do.
0: So I guess that's about it for me. Anything else? No,
1: no. Um, until next time, which I hope there's a next time for me. Soon. <laughs> Very soon. <laughs> All right. I think she said summer.
0: Summer. Yes. The, cra- <laughs> the crazy month. We'll yeah.
1: <laughs> when we'll be tearing our hair out because we'll be in the throes of the summer reading program. This will be a nice r- a nice break. Yeah. Just a little downtime. From summer reading. Chat about <laughs> books. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alrighty, Thanks, this guys, this is Kristen signing off.